You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Locked On ACC. We are so excited to have you guys. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. It's a great opportunity to hear about all your favorite teams in our conference, and I host every single day with my favorite five guys. We got a lot of good stuff hidden for you today, especially. I got my man JJ here from Locked On Blue Devils. JJ, how was your weekend? It was a good weekend. Got to see some family, reunite with them, and uh, spend a whole lot of time, and that's always a great thing this time of year. Uh, before things really start to ramp back up throughout the summer and as we approach fall and football season as it gets chaotic. Third or fourth week of the uh, Locked on ACC show here, Candace, we're going to have to start having a power rankings Ooh. of your co-hosts that go on throughout Ooh. the week. That, that could be some fun banter for us and our listen yeah, and that sort of thing. And if the fans want to contribute to that conversation as well at locked on ACC, give your boy JJ some love. Cause I feel like I'm bringing it every time I'm here. Oh man. I'm feeling that. And it's actually funny. You say that because next week the rankings are starting to come out. And so we're going to be able to talk about some of these uh, teams who are not sitting pretty at Let's the top. Teams will rank ourselves. We'll do everything. That'll be there fun. We go. There we go. So today's uh, show is based on the wake forest demon deacons. We're going to talk about them, the bad, the awful, the ugly of 2020 maybe some bright spots we can find here in 2021 and then I've got a fun last segment for you JJ I you know I prepped you but you know there's always room for you to change your answers between now and the end of the show so yeah there's plenty of time so talking about Demon Deacons right 2020 didn't exactly go in their favor didn't exactly have the world's greatest year and that's okay because you know at the end of the day we give grace in 2020 a lot of people struggled right but let's start with the fact that the Demon Deacons thought they were going to have Jamie Newman play then he transferred went to Georgia then he didn't play at Georgia and then they also didn't have Sage Surratt Sage Surratt I keep saying his name three times fast and it always struggles right <laughs> but not having him as well and the demons were just like all right Sam Hartman you're up <laughs> here we go what you got for us so talk a little bit I know you cover Auburn down there in Alabama how disappointing was it to not see Jamie Newman play for Georgia this season Super disappointing, Candace. just to be frank with you. I, I know that Jamie Newman was somebody that was getting a lot of praise, and rightfully so, for what he was able to do at Wake Forest, right, and making Wake Forest relevant in the ACC landscape in football, which is impossible to do. Yeah. And so the fact that Jamie Newman then made the decision to use his last year of eligibility elsewhere and go play for the Georgia Bulldogs I started licking my chops because I'm like, oh boy, we're finally going to get to see no disrespect to the ACC and the conference that they have. But Georgia, you know, and playing yeah. in the SEC, is Jamie Newman a primetime player? Is he the real deal with better players around him? And uh, obviously he makes the decision not to play for the Bulldogs. It was weird because they got JT Daniels to transfer in from USC at the same time. And Georgia couldn't quite figure out who they wanted to be their quarterback themselves. Uh, but no, no Jamie Newman in 2020. And that ultimately ended up being one of the bigger stories for Wake Forest because he was their team for yeah. the three years before when he was a part of that program. 
Absolutely. Just from his strength and his sheer, you know, will to get some drives going for that team. I think that it was so disappointing, but I understood the reasoning and the rationale because we all know Wake Forest is not Georgia football. That's fine. But then to go there and not play an opt out. And honestly, I think that it affected his draft stock. When you look at how strong this draft class was when it came to quarterbacks, he, he didn't compete. And so they didn't have the kind of film that maybe you're going up against these SEC schools. Like Trevor Lawrence can get away with that. Unfortunately, yeah. Jamie Newman couldn't. No doubt. Let, and, and just to be frank with, with Jamie Newman moving on, and then what do you hang your hat on if you're Wake Forest football? That was a star player that a lot of the national college football world was talking about when he leaves our program. What kind of coverage do we get? No disrespect to Wake Forest whatsoever, but they're not relevant typically <laughs> in the ACC or in the college football world. And uh, it, it's funny, but in a way it's true. The most relevant Wake Forest has been in the last 24 months is that two of their former football players were a part of the bachelor franchise and Tyler nice. Taylor and Matt James, you know, so that's kind of the most pub I feel like from, uh, if you're obsessed with college football, you're going to talk about Wake Forest and the ACC and this sort of the other thing. If not, it's not a, t- a team that you're going to go home and talk to your friends about like, Oh my gosh, you see what Wake Forest is doing on the football field. No, you're going to talk about, did you see those guys on the bachelor? And Oh Yeah. They happened to play football at Wake Forest. Wait, Tyler Cameron went to Wake Forest as well? He did. Wow. He started his career at Wake Forest. Wow. Okay, because, I mean, Matt James, he's from the 919. He's from Raleigh. He definitely disappointed me <laughs> as a native. I I have my thoughts and feelings towards him for a lot of strong reasons that we don't have a show for, but I promise you. <laughs> He just, he did not rep the set very well. (laughs) I'll say that. But you're absolutely right because that is definitely how we know of Wake Forest football. But let's talk about the season last year. They started out with two, you know, strong losses, some tough losses. First one came against Clemson where they stayed in the game for a little bit, but ultimately Clemson, you know, imposed their will. And then that NC State loss losing by three and it kind of was downhill from there. They had a strong four win, you know, run, but the last two and some cancellations, we all know 2020 was crazy. Figuring out their way had some good guys in um Basham right they had some strong defense you know conversation Sam Hartman again did the best that he could right but there was no superstars and nobody that jumped off the page and then Satrat opting out and him eventually going and signing with the Detroit Lions is something where we're like okay now what what do we have here and so I think that's a big part of Wake Forest's identity is who are you guys because Coach Clawson you know of course wants to say that you know we have strong wins and we're a team that you know we disrupt things for for other people but I want you to be a good team and I just don't think that they are that right now yeah I, I agree I think that you look back at, at what 2020 was for Wake Forest you mentioned the first two losses before going on a, a four-game winning streak I think the other thing Candace, is Wake Forest had to deal with tons and tons of COVID cancellations mm-hmm. and this was a problem that everybody was facing in college football and in the ACC in particular the ACC was allowed to play a conference schedule and one additional non-conference game, which uh, Wake Forest was able to get in in Campbell. But that meant Wake Forest had to cancel games with Old Dominion, Villanova, Appalachian State, and then ACC competition throughout the year, Duke, Miami, Notre Dame, and Florida State. That's insane to keep up with week in, week out. Are we playing? Are we not playing? Is somebody going to test positive? Is one position group going to be affected? Like, for whatever reason, Wake Forest just had a really tough time 
compared to some of the other teams in the ACC, being able to field a full schedule. They didn't field a full schedule as they finished the regular season four and four and three and four in conference play before losing that final bowl game. So I think that was one of the bigger takeaways as well from Wake Forest in 2020 is that they really did get the short end of the stick when it came to COVID-19 and canceling some of their football games. Absolutely. And that Mayo Bowl was something that I think everyone wants to forget. I don't think that you guys, people should have a Mayo Bowl in general, but that's just my three thoughts. <laughs> right. That's the, and, and look, we're, we're ACC, we're North Carolina country through and through formerly the Belk Bowl there right. in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And yeah, they're trying out this new deal. So um, shout out to Duke's Mayo, I guess. <laughs> they bought the rights for the bowl game in Charlotte there at Bank of America. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk about the 2021 season and if there is even bright spots, because if you talk about, you know, where the team is going to finish, we haven't had some positive conversations. I'll, I'll tell y'all now, like Monday show wasn't really feeling Florida State or Louisville, but maybe JJ can convince you guys that Wake Forest has some hope. I don't know, but we'll, we'll discuss it. But first, I need you guys to remember that rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have every Everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Now we are discussing Wake Forest where, listen, Monday show, if you got a chance to listen, Florida State, apparently, according to Lockdown Wolfpack host, Ken Gibbs is not going to win six games. Louisville might not be in the pack as well. It's going to be tough. <laughs> and I'm starting to feel like we're not starting off the week right because Wake Forest <laughs> might not be a team that wins six games either. They're going to have a very interesting 2021 season. They start off with some easy ones with Old Dominion and Norfolk State, but then they go right into Florida State, Virginia, and Louisville. So I would know your thoughts in terms of the Demon Deacons. Is there a chance to revive what was, you know, a difficult 2020 year? I think so. I, I definitely think that Wake Forest can improve going into 2021. But look, as you talk about on yesterday's show, the Monday edition of the Locked on ACC podcast, where you guys were talking about Florida State and Louisville, this week we're focusing in on the Atlantic division of the ACC. Well, that conversation for the past 10 years has started with Clemson and it's ended with Clemson. Outside of 2013, when Florida State was able to win the national championship and really 2014, they go to the college football playoff as well. It, Clemson's dominated the division. And so there hasn't been a whole lot of pub or reasons to talk about some of these other teams because you know, Candace, at the end of the year, it doesn't matter because Clemson's going to be the team representing that division in the ACC title game, which I guess could go back to our discussion on whether or not we should have divisions in the <laughs> ACC, but we'll leave it there. Dave yeah. Clawson is going into his eighth season as a head coach at Wake Forest. That's a really long time yeah. in the college football world. 40 and 45 overall, 19 and 36 in the ACC. Those records are not impressive. I do think, however, when you consider what Wake Forest has been and that in the history of their football program that has gone on for years and years and years, they only have two ACC football championships in 1970 in 2006, 
it's been a pretty remarkable run that Dave Clawson <laughs> has been able to keep his program that consistent. They haven't fallen all the way off like his first year, first two years. They go three and nine in those seasons, but have been improving every year since. I think that speaks a lot to the kind of coach that, that Dave Clawson is. And he's got a quarterback coming back in Sam Hartman, a Charlotte, North Carolina product who um, comes from a quarterback coach in, in Chad Greer, the father of Will Greer, who we saw in the uh, playing for West Virginia and Florida as well. And now the backup for the Carolina Panthers. So Sam Hartman comes from a quarterback pedigree, so to speak, and uh, did a good job last year, did not turn the football over too much, just five interceptions in the nine game season. I think he improves going forward into another year. But again, you're Wake Forest, and unfortunately you're playing in Clemson's division, and there's not going to be a whole lot of love for you. Right, and like at the end of the day, like we talk about Sam Hartman, I think it's okay to be a great game manager. If that's your role, know your role, play it well, protect the ball. I think that's something that if we had Chase Bryce of the world, just at the end of the day, if you're not going to be great, at least don't mess it up. Right. right. Don't don't jack it up for the rest of us. But also you mentioned That's about so Coach- true. <laughs> That's so true. Coach Clausen, he's he's had a long career. And you know, when we talk about coaching longevity, five years is like, okay, what have you done for us lately? With a lot of or uh, programs, and he's gotten a lot longer life or shelf life than most. But I also think that plays to the fact that Wake Forest, as much as they try to pretend they care about football, but it's not their end all be all. They care about athletics, but it's not their end all be all. And they low key, very low key, remind me of Duke because of the uh, private school entity and how there's like at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, what's enticing you to go play at this university, right? Because no it's doubt. not a storied program. It's not something that's, you know, it's not a sexy football, you know, go-to school. So what drives drives you to go there? And at the end of the day, you know, getting a Wake Forest and a Duke type education is always going to carry you very, very far. And the kind of uh, networking opportunities that will be available to you, certainly things you think about post football life. So I understand, I guess, that component of it. But when you talk about what's here and now, Wake Forest finished ninth in the ACC last year. And I'm sitting here saying, okay, you got two gimmies and now you're getting nitty gritty. And ultimately it's not a gimme, but it's like, okay, we can, we can maybe fake it a little bit. Florida State, I think, all right. Florida State is who they are right now. I think that's a game where they're going to figure out very early where your team stands. But as you get into these coastal games, you get into some of these Atlantic games, the hardest game you're going to have the season comes at the end of this year instead of the beginning and playing Clemson. You have to play a Boston College team who's certainly going to improve. Where is it up? It's going to be an up and down season, I think, for Wake Forest. I think it's going to be some gimmies, some close ones, but ultimately. I don't know that they have the strength, especially at the defensive side of the ball with a lot of great guys leaving to kind of stand with other programs. Yeah, Basham leaving for the NFL draft is going yeah. to be a big loss for them on their defensive front. Lyle Hemphill is going into his third year as defensive coordinator for Wake Forest. They've had the same offensive coordinator every year that Coach Clawson has been there before. So if they can play better defense in 2021, and not their defense really wasn't as bad as you thought it could be, this past year in 2020, which is awesome to say, yeah. considering how inconsistent your schedule was with all the cancellations that we talked about a little bit earlier. But I really do think kind of the history of Wake Forest can hold them back a little bit because we talk about this college football world. We talk about facilities, facilities, facilities. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to recruit, what do you have working for me lately? 
Clemson has, you know, the, the world's greatest football facility for their players with a mini golf course and 1,800 pools. It feels like that they get to hang out in and just everything. What does Wake Forest have? Nothing. And I, like, if we sat here, this would be fun to do sometime over the <laughs> summer. If we sat here, Candace, and ranked the ACC football stand, stadiums yeah. for the 14 schools, we'll exclude Notre Dame for this project. Wake Forest and Wallace Wade Stadium at, at, at Duke, they're going to be at the bottom. Yeah. You know, that's not something you strive to go play for. And so that's just something that's unfortunate for Dave. He can't just pull out the money out of his pocket and say, <laughs> hey, build me a new stadium. Let's make this awesome. But those things ultimately kind of matter in terms of the atmosphere and the environment that you're going to create in college football. So those reasons are, are kind of the big picture things as to why I think Wake Forest is held back from time to time. But there's no doubt in my mind that Dave Clawson can coach and has done a remarkable job at least keeping Wake Forest in the picture yeah. uh, every year in the Atlantic Division. No doubt. And, you know, I worked at Duke, so I've seen, you know, the facilities and, you know, intimate. It has improved. I, I remember being <laughs> in school when they had the track back on the football field. So, like, we've come a long way. Wake Forest, again, I went to Wake Forest for grad school. So, again, very intimate <laughs> standing. They, they've progressed with the football field. But when you come to, like, everything else, the facilities, the workout rooms and all of that good stuff, it's not, you're, you know, you're great LSUs, your Texases, your Oregon. That not, doesn't even compare. Right. So that's why I say if you are Alabama's <laughs> about to build another new one, you know, right. and it's like it's just in the arms race. Yeah. In college athletics. Absolutely. Wake Forest is going to fall for the bronze. As a former college athlete yourself, Candace, that is, um, am I speaking out of turn? I do feel like that's a big deal you hear about pretty frequently from recruits is the kind of access that you're going to have to the facilities. Oh, no doubt. I remember wanting to go to LSU solely for the fact that I loved being in Death Valley. Like I was like, okay, like this is my jam. This is my place. These are my people. Like, okay, but I also am not going to school for football. So let's reconsider what we're doing here. <laughs> but I mean, I can understand why guys are drawn to those certain things. You get fed great food. You get told like, this is going to be your home away from home, all of that good stuff. So you want it to be as appealing as possible. And I think Wake and other teams and other schools like Duke have to kind of elevate their game a little bit. But I also go back to the fact that I think their boosters don't put the kind of money into athletics the same way they do for their business school, which is gorgeous. You know, there are other you know, parts of their university, which is also gorgeous. But no doubt. again, if you want to network right, I'm trying to tell you, Deke got a lot of people with some good names. Or if you want to be a contestant on The Bachelor, apparently. I know. And look, we can do this as well because it's, it's, it's Wake Forest Day here on the Locked On ACC podcast. Yeah. I think that we would be remiss, Candace, if we didn't mention that Wake Forest is in the national spotlight this week in the sports world because over the weekend, Wake Forest great Tim Duncan yeah. was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. The first ever Demon Dinkin athlete inducted into the Hall of Fame. And so uh, they were a little bit relevant. The basketball program yeah. with, with Timmy D and Chris Paul and some of the guys that they're really, really relevant in the basketball picture and that sort of thing. But uh, for sure, football a little bit further behind. Yes, Tim Duncan is actually one of my favorite players of all time, just because I just love the way he was so aggressive on the court and just so quiet off the court. He gives me very much quiet Leonard energy. Like, I'm just going to dominate you while I'm here, right. but also I'm just going to go live my life. Like the way- Mr. Fundamental. <laughs> he didn't have any pomp and circumstance when he retired. He was like, you know what? I'm done and that's cool. And we're going to go about our day. Right. And 
listen, live your life, bro. I'm, I'm so about it. And he was a former swimmer and the fact that his pool got shut down and that's why he turned to basketball. It's just an amazing story. Like, Oh, I just, I just happened to turn to basketball and now I'm a hall of famer. Right. Cause that's everybody's story, right? No. So it's just, it's amazing how, you know, those kind of things come to fruition, but yes, you are absolutely right. I think that's an important piece to add. So again, if you're trying to figure out the full picture of uh, going to wake forest, I think that's what sells it, but can they, can they keep the football team? No. And we'll see. So there's that, but I have a, great question that I want to ask JJ so I'm going to make sure I end that on the high because I know he has a great answer for you guys but first make sure you guys get this great treat that keeps you nice and fit keeping you toned and feeling good built bar it's the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate built bar is even more delicious if you're a health conscious person like me you'll enjoy built bar because it's low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order all right so third segment always try to have fun here on locked on ACC I'm asking all the guys this week who is your favorite ACC player of all time in regards to football and why so JJ you're up I got zero prep for this whatsoever. <laughs> Are wow. you kidding? Are you kidding? I'm taking it back. No, I sent the email. So we're not, we're, we're going to have must, the I looked over that line. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> caught me off guard here, Candice. I've got everything okay. written down about Wake Forest here in the there world. But my favorite ACC football player of all time. Yeah, sorry. Tell me who Kenton said. Ken said he cheated and said it was Ed Reed, who Miami was in, uh, not even in the AC at the time, but it's fine because Miami's in the ACC now, so we gave it to him. But Ed Reed was his, was his guy. I'm telling this, it on Friday. Is this my favorite or best? Favorite. Okay. They don't have uh, to be good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to like as it could be a kicker, it could be a punter, it could be a long step, or whatever you feel like. Who who gave you the most joy? I was about to say, as as the Duke fan, I don't have a whole lot of options <laughs> for those Duke guys in the NFL. In terms of uh, the best, I think your Tar Heel, uh, Mr. Lawrence Taylor or Julius Peppers okay. would get the uh, get the call there, and that's actually where I'm going to go for my favorite. Okay. Uh, all jokes aside, is Julius Peppers. Growing up in the state of North Carolina, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to me. That number 90 jersey in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers and Julius Peppers was one that everybody had to have. Third all-time in NFL sacks in history, recently retired, and uh, a two-sport athlete, mind you, at North Carolina playing basketball and football. So uh, it took me a little bit for that to come to mind, but no, it is 100% Julius Peppers my wow. favorite ACC athlete of all time because I just have so many fond memories of him playing for uh, my favorite NFL team, the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to have to find a new one now because that was mine, but that's cool. Come Friday, I'm going to have a different one, but that's no, great. I, I stole it from <laughs> you. Well, I feel bad now. No, don't feel bad because, that, I mean, it's Julius Peppers. Peppers the man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't and change. Fun fun story is I was I started attending a church here in Raleigh and one of the first sermons he talked about how Julius donated money and I was like you know what I knew he was that guy right like I just that like put it all home for me I was like oh Man. that makes sense yeah, yeah like he helped, <laughs> he helped keep the building I was like God like yes like I can actually feel like he's a good person outside of this sport but no Julius is one of the guys who's just so dominant and I appreciate good defense so that's why I love him so so yes good I mean I'm glad we had this 
same, same vibe there. So that's cool. You passed the test, but you know, they don't have to be the best. And I'm asking the guys all week, whoever was their favorite player. It could be someone again. It could have been Daniel Jones for you. And I would have supported you. I would have been confused, but I would have supported you. I mean, I love that. I love the quarterback position. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wish I could have been a great quarterback myself, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, Julius Peppers would for sure be the answer. And I do want to let the people out there know. Yeah. That Candace Cooper is 100% a woman of her word because she did let me know that I needed to have my favorite ACC player prepared and why. And I completely looked over that. I knew what school that we'd be talking about on Tuesday. (laughs) And I completely looked over that. I I try and keep my guys. I don't like when people throw it off balance because you don't have time to think. So I tried, but it's all good because you had a great answer in the end. There you go. Do you have a favorite Duke player though? Uh, it'd probably be uh, Jamison Crowder would probably be yeah. my favorite player um, because uh, just that dude would make so many crazy athletic plays at wide receiver sure. um, played a little bit with DJ and um, now obviously he's had a good career with Washington and the New York Jets and the NFL yeah. saw him play in high school actually at Monroe High okay. right outside of Charlotte and um, that dude is just an absolute baller and would absolute. definitely be my favorite uh, Duke guy for sure. I think Victor D. Mukherjee might be my favorite. One, his yeah. name, but also, like, the kid is just a baller. Like, he is. He's just lethal. And I I grew to appreciate just, re- like, I'm a good defense girl. So I'm just like, yeah, he he gets to that quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> He'll make you pay for that. So, yeah, that's awesome. But, okay, cool. Wonderful. Well, if you guys enjoyed any of today's show, make sure you listen every single Tuesday. You can hear JJ and I going back and forth, talking about teams, talking about favorite players. We probably have the same picks, and you know, all that good stuff. But if you want to hear JJ every single day, JJ, please remind these folks of where they can find you. Well, I appreciate the uh, time again on a Tuesday locked on ACC, Candace. I will for sure read the entire <laughs> outline next week to be prepared for everything thrown my way. Uh, but follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And I host Locked On Blue Devils each and every day. You're on the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Well, make sure you guys tune in at Locked On ACC. You can follow us on Twitter at Candace e. Cooper. And if you want to hear more sporting news and the tops of the greatest talk on each and every day, hit up host Peter Bukowski from Locked On Today podcast. You can download, subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts, all that good stuff. But we hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Start your week right. Make sure you stay safe and healthy out there. For Candace Cooper, for JJ Jackson, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And as always, you are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh-huh.